Welcome to Travis Pepper Mentoring a Moron, the show that takes your recommendations on what to watch, read, listen to, and get inspired by. And you're joining us for the last round of recommendations for season three. So after a noisy start, we do get round to reviewing Attached by Amir Levine, a recommendation from our special Valentine's guest, Abby Blears, and Lungs by Florence and the Machine. So sit back, relax. And enjoy. If you sometimes feel like a moron, don't worry, we've got one too. Because we're not that clever, but we make it all up with our can do attitude. So if you like a bit of banter with me and this old wanker, we've got just the thing for you. We've got lots of content and it won't make sense. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Let me just do a little. Let me um, just do a little test run again. Maybe put that back a bit. Guess we're gonna have a new pee break theme. <laughs> Sorry, mate. We're gonna have a new pee break theme. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, <laughs> the new, <laughs> the new theme tune from Mr. Pickett. Oh, sorry. Well, it's just about trying to get the audio right so that it doesn't go too mental. Um, mm. You know, tough. Well, welcome to my career. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I'd be on edge the whole time. You are. You are. It's the... Um, I'd literally be on edge the whole time. It's the classic um, when you've got a drummer or someone in the studio and you're like, um, could you just hit the snare drum? And they go, yeah. And you're like, okay, is, is that how hard you're going to hit it when you're actually playing? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Okay. <laughs> Turn it down a little bit in, in anticipation and then you just get to... Ready? And you're in oh. in four, three, two. And you're like, smash, 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 smash. Shitting hell, man. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Without do do doubt. That, do you do that voice as well? Shitting hell. Wait, what shitting, voice did it do? <laughs> shitting hell, man. Shitting hell, man. Shitting hell, man. Really yeah, high-pitched Jamaican voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem is that I am... Um, I do this like testing thing of like, yeah, set the levels, set the levels. And then like you say, I then just squawk yeah. uncontrollably and it just sends the levels through the roof. So whenever I'm balance. about to see you like on holiday or something, I set the levels <laughs> for what I think Luke will be. And then I meet you and you're like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down. <laughs> hey, too much, it. too much. <laughs> um, but in the end, it's a good balance. Good, yeah. good good uh what we call it signal to noise ratio if we count you as the <laughs> you're the signal there's no background noise because you can't hear it over luke it's fine yeah. <laughs> i think I, I genuinely do blame it on the fact that i'm partially deaf like i reckon that has something to do with it because i just don't hear yeah, other yeah. things and i don't think i'm that loud so i shout and then other people that can hear they're it, like oh yeah. fuck that's loud it's like when you've got uh mm. earplugs here and you're like you are yeah, up, mate? Like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, brilliant. 
Yeah. Oh, brilliant. We've taken a big step this week in our relationship. A big a giant leap forward for us. Have we? Yeah, uh, yeah, we have. So, uh, tell the audience what you're on about, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you know. There's one big thing that's happened this week, and I thought that takes us to the next level in uh, our relationship. The next level? Yeah. Oh, shitty so, hell, Luke. If... Oh, shitting hell, Luke Christ. I haven't um, been recording on mine. Have you not been recording on where? On my local. That's all right. You can just nick it off Zoom. Yeah, I'll sort it we out. Separ- we separate the Zooms, right? Yes. So, but you're maybe fine. I'm, Chill out. I won't, sa- I won't sound as nice as you. i the guy that saves the day. <laughs> Go on, I'll carry on. Tell the audience. You're being an idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, the, it's, a, it's look- the finale. It's the finale. It's the finale. No, it's season. not. Yeah. Well, next week, haven't we? Well, we got next week where, well, this is the last recommendations and then next week we're going to pick our favourites. Yeah, Mm. that's the episode I like because I just get to like piss around on that one. I can turn up to that one without any work and I can just say my piece. It's your equivalent of PE at school. It is. It is. It's my favourite. So you were about to take that away from me. I was like, hey, no, I like that last episode where I get to chat about shit. No, of course, of course, of course, of course. Okay, cool. Um, but look how quickly you try and breeze over shit when it's you that's doing stuff wrong when it's me it's like let's drag it out let's make a podcast about it when it's you it's like oh yeah quickly moving on tell the audience what you were talking about (laughs) well you learn these coping mechanisms when you're taking taking steps in a relationship (laughs) like ours Uh, so go on on. to me it was a big moment I thought to myself Travis and I share some common interests, one of which is music. Oh, one of which we talk about I know what you're on about now. Yeah, <laughs> here he goes. We booked tickets to our first ever gig together. Yay! Yay! And it's what... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, so, look, I, feel, uh, I think I need to fold some socks on that day. Yeah, <laughs> got to do some cleaning. Um, yeah, and it is a it is an artist that we put in the Travis Pepper podcast. So we did the playlist, and yeah. so it, we're going to go see Lime Cordiala. Yeah, we are. We're going to go see Lime Cordiala, which is cool because when I saw it pop up, and it's been moved to 2022 because of um, some kind of flu that's been going around. Something. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, right. something's been happening. Yeah, not um, sure what, but. Yeah, it escapes me. And the name will come back to me, I'm sure, later on. But um, mm. we, yeah, they've pushed it back to 2022. I was like, no time like the present. Book those tickets. Probably never get to go, but um, <laughs> it'd be cool I, if you make it back. I was going to say, like, if it's, <laughs> if, if I, I was about to say to you, it's like, oh, because uh, I'm used to saying this. Oh, do you, do you want to, like, should I pay you now? Or maybe you like want to take someone else if I can't make it over because of the oh, stuff. Doing this but if thing. it's, but if it's, you if we're not at the stage, we, yeah. Cause at the moment, if you said the gig was like in March, I'll be like, mm, I don't, well, no, it's currently March. No, if the gig was in like June, I'd be like, mm, unlikely. But then I thought if we're not in a situation where we can go see a show or at least come over for a show by next January, a whole life will just be this podcast by that point. Yeah. Kind of feels like it is already. 
Yeah, currently. But <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Be. I like it. I like it because like work is my life at the moment. And I'm like, stress, stress, stress. And then I get to this and I'm like, oh, I could just have a rant now. I could just talk shit for a little while. It kind of de-stresses <laughs> me. It kind of de-stresses me in a weird way. Well, it has been therapy, so, as we've said in multiple episodes. But before um, we jump away from it. So yeah, just give me like 20 quid on the day or whatever. We'll work it out. It's no <laughs> um, but right. no, no, no. I invited a big player. I invited a big player to the Lime Cordial. I sent an invite to the rag. Rag. Yes. <laughs> the rag. I was okay. Like, he, I mean, I cut, I cut a deal. I cut a deal with the rag. It's like I sold my soul to the devil. <laughs> <laughs> sold your soul to the random Australian guy. <laughs> I sold my soul to the random Australian guy. I basically said, because he was like, dude, I want to come. Or he was basically saying he wants to come home. So I was like, if it happens to coincide that you can get in the country, I will pay for your ticket and I'll pay for your drinks, but I can't fly you in. I was yeah, like, I'm yeah. not in a position to fly you in at the moment, unfortunately. When you said I'll pay Maybe, for your tickets, I was like, playing tickets? No, 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 no. That's no, ambitious. No, no. Pay, for his, pay for his lime cordial tickets, but I'm not in a position to be able to fly him in. So I said, if mm. you can get in the country, then... I will, I'll sort the rest because when I sent him the screenshot and said, Travis and I have booked tickets to our first ever gig, it's a monumental step forward in our relationship. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> just going for a part of some music. Oh, we've come so far. <laughs> and we come so far. Da, da, da. What, who is that? Take that. Yeah, I'd go and take that. It's bad that that's probably my quickest response on the entire podcast for your, the songs that you've sung. <laughs> I don't know that. if that's good. Yeah. So but imagine if we blew the entire, say we managed to actually make money off this podcast. Imagine if we blew the entire budget by flying in the rag from Australia and that was oh, it. <laughs> well worth it. Yeah. I'd like to, I think, I think if anything, we should be going the other way. We should be going hunting. There's for a video blog. There's a video blog in there somewhere of the search for the rag search Just, for the rag i won't even ask him where he lives i know roughly i know <laughs> roughly where i know roughly where he lives and, I and we'll just go around and be like, do you know where this guy is that has a really yeah. good music taste and um <laughs> yeah we we know that he at least likes these f four five albums these ones here <laughs> you know um, like a photo of him like, have you seen this man? Do you know this man? And like three or four people be like, fuck off, mate. Oh, should we just ring him? Be easier. Just give up. <laughs> or it's like the picture's like a silhouette. Like he's got the sun behind him as well. And it's like, do you know who this is? Big question mark on his face. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I text him saying we got tickets to this. And he said, oh, ballers. Uh, 20 quid a pop. But yeah, um, <laughs> he said, where's my ticket? And I said, I'll tell you what, Rag, I can't fly you in. But if you can get here. I will, uh, I will pay for your ticket and pay for your beers. Sorry. I started. <laughs> I started, <laughs> I started thinking, glitching. Maybe I'll pay for more. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. I started glitching there. So yeah. I, do you know what, mate? I hope we get to go and it, it'll be cool. Yeah, definitely. You, me and, the, you, me and the shelf, the shelf's coming as well. Mm. That's a mm. good little trio. Actually. I'm happy with that. You, me and shelf. I feel like I'm more than happy. I don't know. What's the dynamic bringing a third person into a relationship? It's like having a, telling your partner you want a threesome uh, to spice things up. 
like the podcast not working out for you, so you want to bring in uh, bring no. another person on your day. Shelford's fine. He he's happy with anything, so he's easily pleased, right? So like that's <laughs> not a problem. He'll just enjoy himself wherever he is. So win. Yeah. And he can't get a word in edgeways. Like he doesn't talk a lot. It will so, just be us. So it'll yeah, be pretty he, good. he'll just, but for him, he'll have a really nice day out because he gets out, he gets to go to a gig, like he gets to be Take included. Take him for a walk, you know. Yeah, he's like a little trip out for him. So he'll, <laughs> you know, he gets to go on the train. So he'll like that. <laughs> 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 I buy him a ticket, take him on the train. Come on. He gets to oh, we're on going the on the underground one. We're going on the underground yeah. one. <laughs> Get to go down the stairs that move. He's not seen them for a long time. Yeah, Do the beep yeah. on the uh, on the underground. Uh, oh, it's all so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> when you mean beep, I was wondering what you meant. You meant tap an oyster card, didn't you? Tap you an were, oyster card. Yeah, yeah. Beep. No, it's the um yeah, but we, we mentioned before uh, the idea of taking someone else on a date with you. So We've already had our makeup pod and now we're just bringing other people in. So no, it makes Mate, sense. Series three has been so relationship heavy, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> have you started anything to actually, like we've, we've done all this chit chat, but have you actually put the wheels in motion on any of this yet? I, on, on the, on the challenge from Abby. Yes. Or just in general. No. So I've, I've set up, but I haven't implemented the 15 minutes a day. We're doing that in the, in the break between um, what we're doing, podcast seasons. Uh, and, um, but no, like the book that she recommended, I've got through it. I've gone through it, through it. And I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm not, I'm not seeing how I'm going to implement it. I'm more seeing parallels with you when I'm reading certain paragraphs and certain okay, sections. Yeah. So I'm just like, so yeah, maybe it will help our relationship, but um no, I haven't implemented Maybe. any. To be, okay. to be honest, more of the stuff that I've implemented into relationships, uh, just in general, um, mm-hmm. a lot of that's come from some of the books we read in season one. So, the subtle art of not giving a fuck, and that's a great book. how to win friends of influence people. Those also have been great those have been great for for just uh, communication, which is always something that's talked about when it comes to relationships and stuff like that yeah so are we gonna well i mean i don't and nothing crazy has happened in my world this week apart from the most exciting thing is probably buying those tickets with you (laughs) the thrill so i was gonna ask how you are because i thought i might as well see if he's all right because what 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 if i'm right well i'm great because i've i've you've just you've just shown me those eyes when you're getting your calendar up again i can tell exactly so what have i done I just tell straight away. I'm like, he's now opened his calendar. Yeah. Well, we had we had a we had a birthday Zoom for a friend, and this friend was the last party of last year. So this time last year was the last like non Zoom birthday really? party, and oh, it was his thirtieth, and it was it was literally the week before lockdown over here, and it was just a big blowout party. So it was perfectly timed in that sense. But then we're also thinking like, God, it's, it's like magic that it's not everyone was, not everyone was infected, but, um, obviously he didn't experience the zoom birthday at all last year, but we're coming up to some people who are, who are about to get the second time round of the zoom birthdays. Um, Ooh. so yeah, for him, it was his first. So, uh, he, he was, I, I think he was all right. Cause it was his 31st. So it's not as if it was your 30th. And you might be a bit more yeah. bitter, 
but um I yeah unfortunately we had to blow out blow out the it's a, it's, a, it's a birthday isn't it it's another year yeah some people are going to be unfortunate some people are going to miss it yeah i managed to sneak a small one last year i might sneak another small one this year yeah well, well it all opened up over here in july which was my birthday so it opened yeah, up of course and then it closed again so i was just yeah. i felt i felt yeah, kind of yeah. bad because everybody else had their zoom birthday yeah i kind of got away with it and i was like yeah. uh, and, and i might yeah. it might get it by the skin of my teeth this year as well depending on things yeah, so. yeah. well i should because it should open up on the 22nd of june if yeah over in the, the uk plan, so yeah technically Technically, my 30th birthday, obviously you're welcome to come, but I know it's a trip for you and all of what's going on. So you'd be more than welcome. Um, but my 30th birthday is the same day that the European Football Championship should finish. So oh. the final, the final <laughs> of the Euros is on, which right. means that there'll be lads, beer, football, um, mm. I'm sure sneaks will get involved. I'll probably say like, I'll, I'll be, I'll be around that group will be around with me. Like probably should send something to your sister. Shouldn't I say, do you fancy it? So you can come as well. Um, get her out. Get her, I need to catch up with her. Actually. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, no. So it's, it's the, my, my, my birthday is the final. Um, mm. so potentially could be a messy one this year. So we'll wait and see. But are you coming don't back you. for the? Are you coming back for Bude? Well, I, I don't know how things are going to be working over here. Oh, hopefully, you always do the Boris. <laughs> I'd love to come, yes, obviously. But you know, things, things, just, you know, sometimes don't work out. And then we just got to take it on the chin and uh, move it. Um, so you don't think it? Because that's the know. only thing that hasn't been affected by the global pandemic. Bude has rocked on Managed year after year somehow. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I was I was talking to some mates because obviously we got the Brexit occurred at the same time as uh um well at the end of the year, middle of the pandemic. And um they what, were saying Ah, oh, what you mean is in actually okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we actually left on the thirty first of December, whatever, first of January. And um a couple of people here have gone Oh, what do you think about, um, cause, cause we get updates from the CEO of our company and uh, one of them is, you know, the pandemic. And they, they said, well, what do you think about the UK being the top of the vaccine? You know, like they're vaccinating everybody. They're on 28% mm -hmm. or something where the next highest is the USA on 12 and, you know, everyone's so much lower. And I was like, yeah. that is the most British thing ever to make a tits what? up with the first half. <laughs> And then kind of just bring it all back at the end and be like, yeah, well, we had it, we had it all bloody under control since the beginning, really. You doubted us, but we just whipped it out of the back. <laughs> and it's, I was like, it's basically how we do our exams as well. No revising, just turn up and hope for the best and I manage to wing it yeah. and pull it out of the back. And, um, yeah, so I was like, it's cheeky, but, um, you know, it's all the better if everyone's, you know, getting better. But there is a part of me that's just like, you cheeky bastards, you took a gamble and it fucking paid <laughs> off, didn't it? Didn't it? You I... had no idea whether it worked, but it did. <laughs> so. <laughs> it, it reminds me of the, uh, you're the worst podcast I've ever heard of. Ah. But you have <laughs> heard, heard of it. Um, this was the worst pandemic <laughs> response ever, but you have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what was I going to say on that matter? On that matter. They seem to be surprisingly doing well over here. 
Yeah. You know? Like my mum is, my mum's got a appointment a week on Friday and she's 56, mm-hmm. you know, okay. so they're into the fifties now they're rattling through. I've got, I, I know people through work that are in their thirties that have been done due to pre-existing health conditions and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. vulnerable people my old man's been done vulnerable he's in his mid-50s like they're rattling through it yeah jab and go jab and go well um, I, I saw i saw my uh, a friend of mine uh on instagram had got her vaccine and i was like she's she's my age so i was like mm. oh like have you got a pre-existing condition because you know um i do so if that's the case, then I should probably talk to my doctor now and uh, ask mm-hmm. them about that. But I'm kind of like, I've just been hiding in my room basically since the beginning yeah. of this pandemic. So, and as soon as someone goes, "Oh, Travis, you can you can go out, you can get a vaccine." Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll be happy. <laughs> I'll be happy yeah. as Larry. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm like the right bottom of the list. I probably. Think just like, you are a bit of a yeah. specimen, aren't you? You just like leave him till the end. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to wait until the end. I don't mind. I'm not fussed. I'm, Immune I'm system so... built like a shit brick house. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I... that yoga that you've been doing and that cold therapy. Oh, yeah. oh, mate, don't get, I fucking love Wim Hof, mate. I fucking love him. Did you see yeah. that video that I sent you of him this, this week? <laughs> yeah. I, I ordered it. Like you sent it like, oh, I love this man. I love him. And I was like, oh. yeah, I do love him. You and your hobbies. I literally love him. When he's sitting there, though, in the cold, icy lakes, I'm like, how are you doing that, bro? Now, I get into the shower for three minutes. I feel like I've got chill blains in my feet. Like, how's the geezer doing that? Like, um, I Should come out of the shower. You'll be as powerful as Wim Hof. I, I believe hope so. You. Dude, dude, you are obligated to come with me, but... I have seen that you can do weekend with whim. So I'm fucking telling you, if the world opens up again and I've got the cash, I am paying for the pair of us to do weekend. We'll do a with weekend whim. with whim. I'll be, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do it's that. In, it's in Holland. I think it's in Amsterdam. It's about 800 quid a pop. The week with whim is about two grand where you go on the expedition up hills and like you spend the whole week with him. But a weekend with whim, okay. if I've ever got the cash, I am taking the pair of us mm-hmm. and we are doing it. We're yeah, going to spend a week. Let's do it. That's I how we'll spend the podcast money. <laughs> I just, just have the rag there with like his face covered, you know, and I can't see him. Yeah. yeah. Um, can't look upon the face. With Wim. I just imagine that getting a photo with him and everything. Do you reckon he'll let me have a photo with him? Uh, yeah. I can't speak for him, but I like, I'm sure he'll let you. You're his biggest yeah. fan, though, and I'm sure he'll recognize that. I'm huge. I'm a huge, like, to me, he's the Messiah. Like, if, if he. Yeah, if he if there was a photo of him up at church on a Sunday, if he was doing the church on a Sunday, I'd go down and listen to him because I just think he, I just love him. Maybe I've been sold by a hippie, but I'm into it. I guess I guess we're really putting together this moron religion worshiping uh, on a Sunday, <laughs> cold therapy. But the thing is, right? If we're talking about religion, and I'm if, if I'm if I'm worshiping Wim Hof, like he is there. Do you know what I mean? I can say there he is. He's over there. I was like everybody else's faith, which they're more than happy to believe in. They can't say, oh, look, there's God. Do you know what I mean? They can't actually. So am I an idiot for worshipping something that I can see? Or Well, we, we learned about me? this in Sapiens, didn't we? What actually Did constitutes we? what actually constitutes as uh, a religion. So a religion, because he said that, um, oh, what is it? Zoroastrianism or, or, or Buddhism doesn't technically count as a religion because Bud- there's no... Buddhism. 
Yeah, because there's no deity. You're you're looking at the uh, inner peace. You're trying to reach inner peace, rather. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to as opposed to talking about. Yeah, yeah. So so that's technically not a religion because there's no uh, external celestial being that you are actually worshiping. So unless you could justify that Wim Hof is a celestial being, which is kind of counterproductive to his points because it's Wim Hof that's saying that no, I'm only human. It kind of undermines your religion, oh. mate. Fuck. <laughs> I've been lawyered. <laughs> the proof's in the pudding. I like when you try and make a point with me, you always put mate on the end. Like, <laughs> mate. Yeah. In, and I'm in, just going to seal this language. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to seal this letter with a Luke term that he understands. <laughs> mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's mated me. Yeah, I'm absolutely. I've been mated. Um, it's, uh, I've noticed another pattern with you. Yeah, go on. Whenever you're not going to put an album in the playlist, Mm-hmm. You say the words, when would you listen to this? That's the question you ask. Whenever you're not going to put an art, uh, like, uh, like uh, you start saying nice things about it. You kind of start generalizing about the good parts. And then and you then go, you and then you stump you and you go, so when would you listen to this album? And I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> it's not going in. So yeah, last album that you did, the Mad- Madison Cunningham one, I, you said that yeah. and I was like, Oh, okay, no. stop getting excited okay. now. It's fine. Well, no, yeah, I, w- I wasn't a huge fan. I really hope we can get like uh, get one in there ev- eventually. I think we just keep going. And you know what? Isn't it, isn't it International Women Day today? Oh so shit! So what a day it would be to put in to the podcast the female artist that you've been recommended uh, if it doesn't go in that's fucking hilarious <laughs> on international women's day should we go in, should we go into it then <laughs> let's get started oh, the other thing is <laughs> he's cracking up it's not going in i can tell it's not going in for two reasons one because you've just brought shit it's international women's day and it's not going in and two because you've not shared your sound audio with me and that's usually a sign well Firstly, Luke, when would you listen when to this album? To this album? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, so we're going to get into You can't into make this stuff up, can you, sometimes? Sometimes it's just fate. It's just... Yeah. It's just, it's just how the world works, you know? Sometimes mm. people don't get birthdays, sometimes... Albums don't get into playlists. But, um, we don't agree on our female artists, do we, at all? No, ever. and people who have been recommending uh, or trying to think of uh, recommendations for female artists have been struggling as well because they they, mm. they listen to them and go, oh, yeah, travel like this, or but, but Luke won't. Or there's, they find something that we mutually would agree on, but it's only like the singles. It's not like the full album. So... Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I did say last week, whilst you're having a whiz, that like, we, we haven't actually agreed on many albums in general, no. to be honest. So there's not actually much in there. Um, but you've got to think but, about this. Like, I think some of the artists that have been rejected would have been put in if they were different albums. I think Foles, there's an album there that we'd both agree on. Yeah. Oh, so I thought of something for maybe a future season where it's like two times lucky's thing. Let's see if it was a one hit. 
So we take all the albums that have gone into uh, the playlist and we yeah. either check out another album that they've done to see if it's if it makes it, or we find all the people who didn't get into the playlist and give another album a chance to give them a chance or something. So it's kind of taking on Abby's advice of you at least need to go on two dates two before dates, you make yeah. a decision. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're going to let me down gently then, or are you going to rip the Band-Aid off? How are you going to do it? Uh, well, let's just get into it. So let's do, let's put together an absolute typical Luke Pitkin album review. Because this is the first one I've done on my own for a while. Where have you gone? Maybe this Please blow my nose, sorry. Um, when I laugh, when I laugh a lot, my nose runs. I don't know why. <laughs> such an odd it's such an odd thing isn't it such an odd problem to have yeah yeah um so yeah so this is the first album that i've reviewed on my own for a while so i'm actually a bit nervous because i you know i feel like i'm gonna just not get my point across at all but we're gonna start with a typical uh luke Pitkin start Do you know what i'm album about this album what what are you worried about just to quickly like I'm worried that this is an album, like with Foles, I really agreed with you on a lot of stuff you said, but the album meant a lot to me at the time. Uh. And in retrospective, I was like, okay, has it aged well? Has it not? And I've got a feeling this might be one of those, but let's go. Let's go for it because I also well, like a lot of songs in this. <laughs> okay, so first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do the yep. album cover. So album cover is quite cool. Um, yep. So... Bearing in mind this came out out two two thousands, so the mid two thousands. Um, I was going to say two thousand and nine. Uh, let's find out for. Uh, let's find out exactly lungs two thousand and nine. Bang on. So uh, yeah, late two thousand. I'm here all week. Um, so the album cover is uh, Florence herself, uh, without the machine, uh, actually. So. First up, the album is Florence and the Machine, and the album is Lungs. Um, album cover, she's looking kind of calm, looking kind of chilled out, like she's just having a, like she's just run through a field of daisies or something, and she's basically found what looked like um, two cow livers and strapped them to her chest to make them look like lungs. So that's pretty cool, pretty that edgy. That could be you. That could be you. With the way that your hair is at the moment. If you turn to the side and put on a dress like that, Hold that on. could be you. Let me let me look at the. Let me get this right. Hold on. Right, get your headphone on. Yeah. See, I, if you'd shaved your beard, I would say that's Florence and the Machine. There, I'm literally looking at Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine. I just need a wispy dress as well. Actually, this kind here of, we are. Yeah. To be fair, Travis and the Machine would be an alright little band. I reckon that could I be your it, cover band. I think it'd be when a very different genre. Fucking, would it? Well, you got Florence and the Machine, but if you got Travis and the Machine, I feel like it would be a bit more like punk or like, like I don't know. Travis is halfway be- between Florence and the Machine and Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's more Florence than Rage. I don't know. I just feel like Travis. Travis has a lighter. Travis is happier than James. James is a lost soul that's Maybe- dark. <laughs> In a dungeon somewhere. How about Travis is the little bit of light. Travis and the pepper grinders. That's what we could do. Yeah, I'm just thinking now that your music career has gone down the pan, 
maybe we, it's time to move into knockoffs artists and knock-off. do that. Yeah, you could be a knockoff. What are they called? Cover bands. That's it. You literally said that just like <laughs> five sentences ago. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so the so the cover of the album is a very Travis esque, according to to Luke, Travis esque picture. Um, mm-hmm. Looks cool. Pretty much encompasses the kind of vibe of the album. It's kind of the whole album's got this kind of um, kind of yeah, like you say, this this hippie vibe. Um, it's kind of new at the time it was kind of new age um alt rock alt pop kind of thing um so she's got some really cool uh like uh so the style of the vocals throughout the album unless you were looking at kind of like the bit more punky songs that were on there she's kind of got this kind of kate bush influenced image and uh sound which is kind of um slightly profound lyrics with this uh kind of indie rock kind of instrumentation but big vocal performances uh with lots of reverb and some string sections so overall good. the sound mm-hmm. for me yeah general genre mm-hmm. we're, we're on to a winner sort of thing we've already like one of the albums i've already recommended aurora very very similar overall sound same as mold well. And, yeah. you know, I like the influences for this kind of album as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. like I've already mentioned you know, Kate Bush and stuff like that. So we're on to a winner. And uh, to be honest, looking at the album and looking at the track listing, there wasn't any part of me that realized why, that remembered why I didn't give it, you know, credit back when it first came out. So mm-hmm. first song on the album, um, yep. Dog Days Are Over. Fantastic song. So this is a one of those big anthemic belters that you're going to be screaming out Glastonbury ten years ago. Um, yeah, I, I was I, there. I've got another ten years ago. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, what what year are we in now? I it will be eleven years ago this summer. Ten years ago, I was there, and she did play as well. Really? Oh well. Yeah, ten years ago, it was the fortieth anniversary. You bang on the money. See, I could I could predict this all, but yeah, you know, <laughs> it starts with this. I thought it was really cool. Um, they've got this kind of, I think it's like a mandolin or ukulele at the beginning, and um, they've got kind of two uh, on the left and right, and it bounces between the two, and it's got this really cool effect, really draws you in, and it comes builds up it this bounces, song. Isn't it? Um, really good, kind of like simple vocal line uh, for the verses. Builds up with some of the classes, uh, some claps and some clicks. Um, the instrumentation builds up, and then it comes to this kind of like, um, um, yeah, it's just kind of anthemic. You know, like the kind of could sing along Mumford and Sons kind of. Mm-hmm. It's got the right tempo, so it really draws you in. It's great. So I've got nothing bad to say about um, Dog Days Are Over. Like it's a song that I would, you know, listen to and. You know, I could put it in a playlist back in the off day. Off to a flyer, then we're off to so, the races. Um, Rabbit Heart. Yeah, it was kind of it was a step back on day. Uh, Dog days are over. Oh, see, I um, really like Rabbit Heart. It, no, no, as in a step back, kind of energy wise. So it's kind of a bit more. It's a bit slower. Do you think? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the dog days are over. It's like pick up your tambourine in your hippie circle and start kicking your legs about. Whereas this one's like a kind of got a bit more attitude. It's a bit slower. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, with you. I'm with you. I liked the, um, the bits where she kind of 
belted in the verses, which were quite cool. Um, and yeah, for the rest of the the song, like it was a, it's good. It's kind of powerful. It's catchy with the chorus and stuff like that. However, I did get to the um, end, the last bit of the song, and I realized why I didn't give Florence that much of a go. Because despite the songwriting being quite well done, like the songs mm-hmm. as a whole, you just take her acoustic guitar, singing, you'd be like, that's a good song. Nice. The production, there are some moments in it where I just think, why didn't someone in the studio tell her not to do that? Like, so there are some parts of this album that are really, really annoying. And this comes up in the, um, uh, in the last bit of this, this song where she's got this, she's doing all the vocal layers and, in the final chorus, she decided that she was going to do this vocal take, which was, and it was like, and it just sounded like a honky, horrible sound. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And then uh, every time that song came on, I just was giggling to myself at the end, just like, she must, it must seem like a right nutter in the studio. And yeah, there's just throughout the album. Yeah. I think there is that element to her. I think she is a little bit of a nutter. But you can, the comparison I'd make is if you take someone like Paloma Faith, mm-hmm. you're like, she's a nutter. Yeah. But you're like, I'd love take to her go- on to mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everyone would love her and you'd be like, yeah. you'd be like, Paloma's just asked to go on a night out. Let's go. Run. Right. Like, we've got oh, to go. Yeah, she'll yeah, be yeah. great. Sure. Sure. Yeah, Florence. Yeah. Fl- Florence in, on the other hand, when you say she's a bit of a nutter, you're a bit like, <laughs> you're a bit of a nutter. Okay, right. Oh no, like, how deep does the nuttery go? Like, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I saw her, when I saw her live, I looked at her and I was like, she's either on something, like, because she was absolutely, she looked like she was spaced. Like, yeah, yeah. She, I was like, she's either just like that, like some people are, you know, you can't, make mm-hmm, assumptions mm-hmm. that she was on some kind of drugs. But like, yeah. if you'd have told me she was on something that night, I'd have been like, yeah, yeah I yeah, could see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because so, she would just like. Mental. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. So I feel like there are some questionable decisions made on the album with regards to this. Um, okay. <laughs> and there's just moments that made me laugh. Um, but if I was looking at um, the next song, I'm not calling you a liar. It was all right. Again, we're slowing down from the dog days are over. And I don't think there was anything particularly nice about this song. It didn't really, didn't really hook me in in any way or something I'm like that. You. Um, I'm with you on that so song. It's not, so not a fan of that. Um, Kiss with a fist. You've missed one, but fine. It's how, how's also not great either. So. Oh no. Yeah. How was just the dog days are over, but not as good. All right. That's that's how I can't, <laughs> which I, remember, I can't remember how which, like, which was like point. dog days so, are so over. Far, dog how. days are over has been good. <laughs> so dog days are over. How was yeah. Rabbit was cool, like a really interesting song. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like raise it. No, I, I yeah, raise it up. I always so, it was cool to be rabbit heart. Kiss with a fist. Yeah, was a cool song. 
Yeah, I was going to say, if you didn't say it was, I was going to start to disagree with you here because I think she comes in with a different type of tone. Yeah, it's a bit which, more I, rocky. Which, which I liked. I think yeah, if you took the song as it its well. own Rocky, if you took this own Rocky song and put it up against all the other kind of Rocky songs like that, I don't think it would be that good. But in contrast to the album, I, I was just like, I was it's just a there nice like bouncing pace, away. Just like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's all, what you talk about, Kiss With A Fist, it's almost got that kind of like, um, a bop to it that, that like we'd have in a film where there's a fight in a bar. Yeah, 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 I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, it's got that kind of tempo of like there's a fight in the bar, um, kiss yeah. with a fist, and it, in each of the like the slow bits, like in the verse when it's just the guitars. That's that's when you can imagine like the dialogue happening, and then then it picks up again fast, and it's and like when it gets smashed, and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's got yeah. that kind of vibe to it. So yeah, just a rocky song. I think it's two minutes. Is it two minutes? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, fairly short. So it is a punk song. Um, so then we move on to Girl With One Eye. Um, so this was a croonery kind of song. This was like a, mm. a bit more of that kind of old Nina Simone kind of standard. Mm. This and is where you got that weird thing from because when she talks about cutting out the girl's eye, you're like, you can really feel that. Yeah. Does like, that make sense? She's the kind of person where you're just like, ah, oh, is it the, like, like remember Morbid from last week with this death, me- his death metal and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You're like, after like seeing a little interview with him and him chatting, you're just like, ah, oh, it's, it's obviously the art. And then, but like here, I'm just like. The way that you said that. It's obviously the art. <laughs> it's obviously the art. And I'm here, I'm like, it's not so obviously the art. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, yeah, yeah. Like. This is one of my favourite tracks on the album, weirdly, if not my favourite Girl With One Eye. I really like it. I I think it's one of these songs that never got anywhere, but I think it's really... Because I I like the way that it starts, like you say, is croonery. And I like the... uh, I don't know. There's a... Like you say, it's almost like a weirdness and edginess to the vocals and the track. And then I think by the end, the way that it's all built and layered by the end, the way that the song mm-hmm. develops. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really powerful at the end. And I quite like the the message. Like she's obviously it's obviously a story about her getting revenge on somebody mm-hmm, for some mm-hmm. reason. And it might be for love purposes, but because she says she says something about the getting like the girls made her cry, which is why she's cutting out her eye or whatever. But usually, like with these types of songs, you say, Oh, somebody's made me cry and I'm upset. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Yeah, this person made me cry, so I'm gonna cut your eye out. I just find it a weird it, was, it caught my attention years ago. It reminded me of this song, I think it's from like it's, I think it's from Chicago or something like that. Where it's got that kind of vibe to it, yeah. Yeah, and the the, the I, I, not the he Jet had House it coming. Rock. He, he had, had it, coming. it coming. Yes, yeah, it had he that had kind of coming. vibe to he it. Only like, had himself to blame. I'm surprised yeah. that you know this. <laughs> that is <laughs> if particularly out of character. Um, I want to sit with my mum. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I was going to say it's swap today. You're coming up with all, you're coming up with the musical uh, responses yeah. and you know, the technical solutions, and now I'm here just not turning your recording on, not turning my recording around. on, flapping <laughs> about, just slagging off an album again. Um, um, but I haven't slagged off too much of it so far. So, um, "Girl with One Eye" was this kind of cool crudery song. Um, I remember it caught me uh, in the yeah, same it way. Definitely that, does. So I think it's a good track. "Kiss with a Fist" and "Girl with One Eye" kind of. Yeah, 
mm-hmm. like one after the other were quite cool. Um, drumming song was drumming song was hmm, I'd explain this. It was cool uh, but simple, um, and it was one of those songs that kind of built up and didn't quite get there. Um, so they kind of build you up with the. Harder than hell. And like it builds up and it builds up. I can't remember it at all. It doesn't go there anywhere. So I was can't like, it's cool, you. but yeah, I wasn't. <sighs> was it? So we've had some good songs, but the, that one wasn't too good. Um, mm-hmm. Between Two Lungs. Um, mm. I can't really remember much for. No, I can't either. Um, God, this is going well. It wasn't, yeah, Between Two Lungs was not particularly interesting. Um, Cosmic Love. I like this one. That was the most Aurora song on the album. I like it. It's, it's kind of, um, yeah, you can imagine like Nordic landscape. So camera panning over a lake, kind of this kind of, um, kind of not tribal vibe but kind of um yeah just this kind of like scandinavian style melody and stuff like that which was really really cool um but then because i had the comparison as well i was like oh i've I've kind of heard it this style but i prefer the other stuff that i've heard from it but Mm -hmm. it wasn't a bad song it was yeah it's quite a nice song um my boy builds a coffin. I remember there was just like a bit of a groovy style to it. There was some cool little bass licks in there, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this song's all right. And it's another one of those where she's being dark again. Like, yes. Cause she says, my boy builds coffins. Coffin. And I think she ends it by, and one of these days he will make one for you. It's along those kind of lines. Like she's saying, yeah, basically okay. you're going to die and my boy's going to build a coffin for you. So it's another one of those like weird moments when you're like, oh, she's being weird again. Yeah. Florence is, ah, Florence is being weird again. <laughs> but it, it, it was cool because like, I didn't get that much of an opportunity to delve too much into the lyrics. And it was kind of one of those things where it's like, this is a, I was listening to this mainly in the background and there were the kind of lyrics that stood out and you were kind of a bit like, wait, what? What did you just say? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it was, it was interesting. Um, lyrics wise, but I didn't get to dive too far into it because again, the songs where they had these stories, like the, my boy builds a coffin. I was like, "Mm." lyrics cool, but the song itself was a bit, not really much there. It's okay. Um, hurricane drunk. I like the chorus. I love hurricane drunk chorus. The rest of it. I'm not a fan of, um, I like that. I like that song. Uh, yeah, that bit's really good. Da, 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 da. And that yeah. was the bit where da, I was like, da, da, oh, I like da, this. But then, ba, da, ba, da, ba, 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 da. yeah. But then the rest of it, I was like, mm, it's not that good. But finally, well, no, coming to the end of the album. So mm. blinding, slightly longer than the rest of the songs in the album, but it was, um, you start to get back to that big kind of, um, Dog Days Are Over, big Tom kind of building up tribal drum kind of feel to it, which was cool. Um, but it didn't really have any hooks that I enjoyed compared to stuff like the Dog Days Are Over or um, uh, the Rabbit Heart choruses and stuff like that. 
Um, so yeah, by blinding, binding, blinding. Yeah. Uh, was okay. But final song, you got the love. Yeah. You got the love by Florence and the Machine. It's a bit of a banger. So it's kind of hard to. A bit of a banger. That's a banger. an undersell. That's an undersell. I'm sorry. That's an undersell. I prefer that's Dog Days track. Are Over. I prefer I Dog prefer Days Are Over. You've Got the Love because I'm like that. I'm all about my emotions and love. Yeah, and... you're pretty tuned in, actually. You know, you're, yeah. this musical theatre life. It's role and... reversal this week, you yeah. bet. So. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I'm all about the emotions. Oh, wow. I've got, so... I'm, I'm, I'm increasing them by 100%. I've got the normal one and I've now got love. I was going to say, that's only two emotions. <laughs> 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 but I prefer um, I prefer Dog Days Are Over because it had this more kind okay. of Kate Bush vibe. So going through the album, mm. overall I like the sound. Mm. There were some bits in there that I found quite annoying. Mm. Um, half the songs I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Other half of the songs I'm like, eh. so I'm kind of torn between. I'm really happy about this. Does the genre and the, just the overall feel of the album elevate those meh songs enough? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm really not sure that, that it does for me. Okay. And it kind of reminds me of, I'd say that this album engaged me more than the London Grammar album did. But like the London mm, Grammar album, interesting. I was. I, I again I enjoyed the overall sound, but I didn't think there were enough bangers on there, but there weren't it wasn't that offensive sort of thing as an album. So it's kind of I like that album, so I'm gonna Whereas say this album bit. I'd say there's a bit more at the top, but there's also a bit yeah. more eh to it. So it's 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 kind of sitting at the same level, maybe a bit higher, but there's a bit more interesting stuff. So half the album I'd probably uh put on some playlists and listen to again, but overall um, see that's see that's interesting because I, I I thought this might be the case with this album, which is why I wanted to test it because it's nice to do a tester. But I would like I would say to people, "Dog Days Are Over," mm -hmm. "Rabbit Heart," yeah. "Kiss with a Fist," yeah. "Girl with, Girl with one, one Eye,", eye. "Cosmic Love," "Cosmic Love," yeah. "Hurricane Drunk," and you've got the love. There's seven tracks there that I think are worth listening to. That all vary, and I thought to myself, I'd be shocked. I'd like kind of almost it's weird that. If, it, if I like seven songs, you may like five of them, that you come away and go, I like five tracks on that album, but the album's not good enough for me. That's mm. how high his standards are. That's <laughs> why he's still single, because nothing's ever <laughs> fucking good enough. But do, do you know what's weird? It's actually very rare, rare that we like the same songs on an mm. album. Mm -hmm. Usually, all of the albums that we've got in, mm. we like different songs on, like the Ripe album True. and the, the Lime Cordial album, for example. We absolutely loved completely different songs on the, on the Lime Cordial album. Which I liked Inappropriate Behaviour. Cool. That's my favourite track yeah. on that album. And, and Rob Robbery, Robbery, Robbery is still my favourite. Whereas yeah, this one, it's see, quite interesting yeah, that we actually, like we actually like the same songs. Yeah. But one thing uh, I'd say when listening to this album, mm -hmm. at the end, Spotify mm -hmm. goes on automatic, starts putting together a play, um, like an autoplay. Always the first song that came on was an Aurora song afterwards mm -hmm. as like a yeah, you could, I can see that. And I, and I always, I think that was the kind of thing that made me go, actually, yeah, no, I'm not that big of a fan of this album. If like this other artist comes on afterwards and I'm immediately like, oh, I'd like this so much more. So I kind so of you're saw pining that. after your ex here, yeah. but Phantom X, yeah. Um, yeah, Phantom X, but 
also loads of songs came up from her second album on that which was the uh but not between uh ceremonials which is which is the which is yeah obviously a different album um but yeah some songs from that came on and i was all they they kind of piqued my interest as well um they seemed a bit more together and formed so i don't know obviously you mature as a songwriter you kind of get into the vibe of it how it's working yeah it definitely happens second third albums are usually the best albums uh i find um that's like foals total life forever i mean there are some anomalies obviously but um, album. (laughs) so just to confirm travis on international ladies day is florence and the machine gonna make it into the travis pepper playlist well, if we're doing role reversal here, you know, I'm going to say, no, it's because she scares me. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it. It's just too much, you know. I thought it was going to be like um, the thing that, I don't know. I thought it was all going to align. I thought the stars were going to align. But mm. sometimes in life, it doesn't work out that way. So sorry, Florence. I tried and we failed. Well, let this be a call to all listeners to get your recommendations in for next season so we can actually make a big dent in this um, and uh, hopefully get <laughs> post-international women to get a We're on episode 40 and we're yet to get a female into the Travis Pepper playlist. Yeah. But speaking of getting females. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I hate Come it already. On. I hate it already. <laughs> the roles have reversed today you're coming out with the shit segues as well okay this is gonna this is gonna be interesting i'm excited about this so we're going to talk about the book attached um Mm -hmm. by adam levine the lead singer of uh maroon five (laughs) um damn it (laughs) um just aaron aaron amir 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 Amir, oh, Amir Levine. Amir Levine. The book is called Attached. Um, mm-hmm. It's the new science of adult attachment, how it can help you find love and how it can help you keep love. So basically, the summary of the book is it talks about three different attachment styles, anxious, secure, and avoidant, mm-hmm. and basically breaks down the characteristics of individuals that have those attachment styles what the kind of common characteristics are and then talks about how you can if you're dating somebody spot the characteristics in that individual and figure out whether your loved one is anxious secure or avoidant um Mm -hmm. and then it it talks about kind of how to hold a relationship with those potential people how to find people with specific attachment styles Mm -hmm. um and how to find love depending on what attachment style you are as well yeah that's that's another thing basically i'd say a big a bigger portion of the book is dedicated to um oh here we goes you're like being aware of yourself i don't know maybe this is just the thing that i interpret no no it it starts with that really though doesn't Ah, it it starts with no do you not think what as in it starts with you trying to find love Check it out and so on. Oh, yeah. So the first section is noticing them in um, other people. So or the second section is... No, that isn't the first section explaining what they are. Like I was reading through the first one going, okay, yeah, I can spot where I am. And you know what? There was <laughs> there was so many um, parallels. It talks about um, 
at one point we should talk about like the differences between anxious, secure, and avoidant. But mm-hmm. it then talks about later about the uh, avoidant, anxious like cycle that people can get caught in. And I have been in that cycle with people yeah. on several occasions. Like I was reading that going, oh my God, it's uncanny how kind of like accurate that is. Do you know what uh, pissed yes, me the off? Luke, the Luke section. <laughs> <laughs> so for people that are listening, basically, if you have an anxious attachment style, mm-hmm. you love to be close to your partners you have a great capacity for intimacy and but you fear that ultimately you're not good enough or your partner doesn't love you back so that's anxious secure is somebody that's pretty much well-rounded so someone that's warm loving in a relationship it comes naturally to these people they enjoy the intimacy and they don't worry too much about whether the person's going to up and leave um, and the avoidant person basically just wants to fuck the whole thing off pretty much um <laughs> it's important for them to maintain their independence, uh, self-sufficiency, and they prefer autonomy to intimate relationships. And so that's your three different attachment styles. And what I find is that I found in this book, which was quite cool, that it, it didn't necessarily demonize the uh, anxious and avoidant attachment um, I disagree. attachment types. Uh, in the sense that what they said is there's a reason why you're having these feelings and that's because you need to do that. And I think, especially towards the end of the book, there's a huge focus on communication and communicating the needs and what you need. So as, true. as an avoidant person who doesn't want to be connected in certain ways, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you effectively communicate those that stuff with your partner and there's an understanding there. And a lot of, I mean, skipping to the end of the book here, is a lot of it is saying that if you just address these concerns early on, then they don't escalate, snowball, and manifest in something that's bigger than they are. And so for like, let's say, avoidant with... um an anxious person, the avoidant saying, oh, oh, they're so clingy. I don't want to give them any attention because then they're just going to want more and more attention. Whereas, you know, part of the stuff here is like, well, if you've given them a bit of an attention or communicate, like, well, if the avoidant person had effectively communicated what they wanted from you at the beginning, you could have given that. And then you don't then have to jump through all of these hoops at a later date because they're getting more and more and more and more anxious because they didn't get that initial thing to begin with. And it works the other way around when it's like, you know, you need to get away as an avoidant person and you'd right, like to take a you know, step back and don't want to feel like your, uh, your partner's imposing on your needs and what you actually can do. Um, as long as you effectively communicate that it still means that, you know, yeah, I care about you, but I need to, I don't respond that way. Then you can avoid getting into this cycle of constantly feeling that you need to get away. So. It balances out both ways. And um, yeah, so like yeah. big, big stress on communication, especially towards the end. And I think that's where most people kind of fall. And that's the point in the book where it really goes. And even if you're secure, you you will still fuck up this part called communication. Like, so yeah, throughout, the book, throughout the book, secure is like, <laughs> if you're secure, everything's good. And then you get See, to the end. This is like, the thing. Yeah. 
this is the thing, right? You saying that, this, that's the way I read this book, right? It's like secure people. Everything's good. Like, it's okay. You guys are smashing it. High five. Like, you go on, keep doing you. You're the best. And of you, the best. problem child. <laughs> yeah, it was like anxious people. Anxious people are, oh, we feel sorry for you, anxious people. It's not your fault that you feel this way and that people don't treat you right. And this is how you can change to be less anxious. And it'll be okay, little buddy. You just pick yourself up. And avoidant people, well, you're just a fucking bunch of pricks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're just pricks. You're always going to be pricks and we're going to ignore you for most of this book and we're not going to help you because you're just out to hurt everybody, aren't you? You're out to spoil it for everyone. So... You're like, well, you're it, on your own. It's a prime That's example. I read it. Like the, the anxious people do need a bit more reassuring. And I think if you're an avoidant person and you read this book, you will feel a bit attacked. And if you're an anxious person um, reading this book, you'll feel a bit overwhelmed of all the stuff that you need to do and monitor and mm. monitor when you're mm -hmm. overreacting. Mon well, not overreacting. Yeah, monitoring where things are getting out of hand and stuff like that. So for mm -hmm. an anxious person, there's a lot to do. And uh, for the avoidant person, there seems to be just a few key points of what not to do. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Because I, I, I kind of read through it and I was like, there's a big focus on the anxious people and how you can help them, but there's not a lot on uh, how to change if you're avoidant. Interestingly, though, they do, because this is one thing that I did read, go through the book and I was like, there isn't like much science, you know? Um, like they spoke about kind of a hand holding study where the, the hypothalamus, the, the, uh, a part of the hypothalamus would light up when so individuals you're thinking were thinking about get your partner, you, you're an holding your shock, but the stress, the stress response was less if the hand was held, but it was all kind of a little bit waffly. I think it said something like, um, you know, it was the, the, the dip was much more and there wasn't kind of any, it was all a bit airy yeah. fairy, a lot of it. Free. But weirdly, I was like, there's no science in this, but I was like, oh yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that, <laughs> it it makes sense. Sounds right. I was like, annoyingly, this is airy fairy, but I was like, mm it kind of makes sense. And, and the protest behaviors really cracked me up because I was just like, they're kind of, they're the behaviors that Travis like does with me when I don't give him attention and starts protesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm leaving and I'm never coming back. Um, yeah, but what would you, it, so obviously we can talk about the fact that I'm an avoidant person. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that's probably blatantly obvious, but where do you see yourself falling? So I when I did, so when I did the test, I came across as uh, a secure person. But when I was okay. reading the book, I'd be reading the secure bit, and I'd be like, and they'd be saying, "Secure does this," and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." As in, mm. I was thinking like, "Yeah, I do that." But what I think it is is I try to do that, and I endeavor to be more secure. So for the most part, the secure parts were like, "Yeah, okay, I do that," and then it kind of was on the anxious, got to the anxious bit, and I was a bit like. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So there are some things in there. So I think I'm secure, but leaning a bit towards, um, anxious. the anxious side of things. Okay. Uh, like I, I, there were a couple of bits in the avoidant thing that I picked out and there were like a couple of parallels to previous relationships where I acted in an avoidant way. So, mm -hmm. um, the thing is, I don't know how hard and fast they think these rules are because or mm -hmm. these, these personality types. I assume not, and I assume it's a bit of a spectrum, but then they do try and differentiate it like this isn't your personality. This is, mm -hmm. your personality is still your personality. You can still be like a dickhead and a nice person and 
you know yes i thought that was very good like, like an avoidant person does isn't necessarily always a dickhead or always a nice person like, and they did that with male and female as well so they said yeah, it, yeah. you know it's not just males that are always avoidant and females are anxious you know yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. differentiated between personality and gender which i thought was interesting actually yeah it was really good and so there were some bits that i picked up from the um avoidant side more bits that i picked up with the anxious side um but also when it came to the avoidance stuff, there were more bits that I picked out that I realized that I'd already worked on before. So like what? So some of the stuff like the effective communication uh, and, and okay. stuff like that. And also um, being able to rationalize. So, you know, there have been times when I've been in relationships where I've been very, very anxious about, you know, whether it's actually reciprocal, like, you know, yeah, I've got a lot of love to give and I'm giving the love and I'm not <laughs> sure if they're appreciating it and returning it to me because when I, when I want to show love, I do it this way and I'm not seeing it come back in this way. They don't love me. Um, okay. It's kind of situations, similar situations like that. Probably it's less, funny, that? probably less cartoon, uh, than that. Um, yeah, but you know, by growing up, I kind of realized, you know, that, you know, life, doesn't always it's not like that and um i think maybe some of the parallels that are drawn in other kind of books that we've read or i've read mm-hmm. um for like um there was a quote in the book which said uh the ability to step into the world on our own often stems from the knowledge that there is someone beside us with whom we can count on mm-hmm. and i was like because i was interested as to whether the is this the secure base thing yeah yeah, so if you've got a secure base, you can go out into the world knowing that somebody's going to be there to look after you type yeah. thing. Yeah. And I was, because I started this book and I was like, a lot of the books that we've read, there are things that kind of match. And the mm. stuff that were in Sapiens that Mark Manson had drawn upon for the uh, last, not giving a fuck. And there are some things about, you know, c- communication that were in this book that with Dale Carnegie. And... But that quote particularly reminded me of uh, Mark Manson's The Subtle Art Not Giving a Fuck, where he talks about um, the commitment paradox in Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, if you want to reference, it's chapter eight, and it's the freedom through commitment, which is in the Mark Manson book. And it's basically saying stuff like um, actually committing Mm -hmm. provides more freedom to actually go out and do things because you're not overwhelmed with the constant fallacy of choice, um, mm-hmm. which is quite cool. And I was like, hey, you're talking about a thing I already learned. Yay, yeah. I'm learning <laughs> things. It all makes it's sense. It's funny how they all interlink. They're all selling yeah. the same story, making money out of it. We could write a book at the end of this because we just yeah. put all of the theories in one. We'll call it The Subtle Art of Not Being Attached. Um, <laughs> by Luke Pickett. <laughs> the, the subtle art of not being attached. Because uh, talking about that, right, it has the how to win avoidant people and influence them. <laughs> um, it talks about the common deactivating strategies, right? And it was like there's deactivating strategies that avoidant people use to mm. push away relationships and closeness. And I was like, well, this will be a load of bullshit, won't it? So it's like number one was. They will usually say, I'm not ready to commit. I was like, oh, yeah, I do. I do say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, well, that's one. Uh, check it out. Focusing on small imperfections in your partner. Well, we've heard the story with Abby when I, yeah, okay. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've done that one as well. <laughs> 
pining, pining after an ex was number three. I was like, yeah, okay, I've done that one. Uh, <laughs> flirting with others. Yeah, tick. <laughs> um, not saying I love you. Yeah, tick. Um, pulling away when things are going well. Yeah, okay, all right, tick. <laughs> I was like, fuck's sake. And then it was the last three. Checking out mentally. Uh, yeah, I've done that. Keeping secrets. I have done that. So I was like, but not a lot. So, but I have done that. And the last one was avoiding physical closeness. And I was like, fuck every single one of those deactivating strategies I, <laughs> I've, I've used at some point in my yeah, relationship. Oh, I know. But do you well, know what the answer is for apparently for avoidant people? To find a secure partner. And here you are staring right back at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice it's to be here. It's nice. Magic. Magic. <laughs> magic. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, funny, isn't it? It's quite. I, and apparently, um, you raised me up. Oh, that was the other bit that made me laugh about that is like, you, I need to find a secure person. And then apparently, secure people are so good, they make everybody else better in the relationships as well. Um, oh, babe. They also create, it says, they also create a buffering <laughs> effect by raising their insecure partner's relationship satisfaction and functioning. So, thanks, Travis, for mm. uh, well, helping me with it's that. It's quite well. interesting because whenever we've, we've talked, like, especially when we we're talking to Abby uh, about, you know, what you're expecting from a relationship and stuff. I was always comparing it to like your relationship with friends. And it's funny because, you know, reading through this book, <clears throat> I drew parallels between, yeah, you, you in a relationship being, oh yeah, yeah. Typical, uh, avoidant, you cheeky bitch. And, um, everyone else in like that you've got friendships with was a much more of a secure relationship. So I don't, I don't know if it translates that well into mm. friendships i yeah. i'm one person i know yep. everyone took the piss out of me because i was i called looking for your partner looking for your favorite friend as a <laughs> one time and i was like <laughs> looking for your favorite i was like friend. they're basically the same thing it's just one of them's your favorite like is that not what it is and like yeah yeah and so i've always said that and so you know i feel like if you can do it for um if you can do it for uh, a friendship, then you can do it for uh, a relationship. It's just like loads of loads of labels and societal expectation that's thrown on the top of it. But I see. It's yeah, it's yeah, cool. yeah. Like and Probably. and you were always saying like it's you know our little podcast relationship is uh, is a nice secure one. That's nice to know that you're viewing yeah, it yeah. as a secure it one. So. Well, I view, I, I view you as the secure individual in the relationship that, according to this book, picks me up. It was basically saying, like, if you're an anxious person and you can find a secure person, it was said, like, even if they're boring, pretty much, didn't it? it yeah. Was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> go, go with them. Um, because what was quite interesting is it, it talks about, like, secure people won't, um, like, what's the word, uh, engage your um attachment style so it's basically saying that if you're an anxious person when you meet an avoidant person they're going to they're going to like avoid you not not pick up the calls like they're going to have distant contact and that's going to fire up your attachment style and you're going to think oh my god do they like me do they not like da 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 mm -hmm. and when they pick and yeah. when they pick you up you're going to be like this is true love this is really interesting whereas the secure that's, person that's the anxious with the avoidant 
Yeah, the anxious. Yeah, because they were saying you can fall into a trap where the avoidant avoids you, gives you a little bit of attention or gives you a spark and you think, oh, this is love. And the secure person, they won't ignite your attachment style, you know, because they're secure the whole time. So they won't give you that chase. They won't give you that, you know, cat and mouse chase. So you think... No, it's not that exciting. It's not love, but they're saying you should push through that because actually the reason that they're not kind of firing you up and, and you don't feel that is because mm. they, they, they're looking for a secure relationship. Um, and it's, it, it was interesting, the talk between uh, why avoidance and anxious people always end up together. It's because the, avo- the anxious ones are, um, are, it justifies them the fact that the avoidant wants to avoid them in a way so that they're it's like justifying their insecurities so they Mm -hmm. feel correct and then obviously when they've got this independent person which they can't be they they feel like oh can't be independent they start putting the independent person on a pedestal and as soon as that independent person shows them attention they're like oh i want to stay and then yeah but then the other way around is like you know, the avoidant person is just like being, yeah, you're, you're justifying the fact that I don't want to commit because you're being so, you know, clingy being and so needy, like yeah, And yeah, so yeah. they just kind of, yeah, escalate and escalate. And so it turns into this like fiery, big this cat and a, ball of, yeah, yeah this cat and mouse. Because it, it was interesting about that, that when the anxious person tries to satisfy their attachment system by seeking the attention, the avoidant that is giving the attention, their attachment style is firing up and being like, oh my God, this is too much. So yeah. they're like counterintuitive for each other. As one's like, love me. The other one's like, ah, oh, this is getting too intense. And it causes that like cycle mm-hmm. to keep going until one of them's like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, but to give me some little bit of credit with this book, the five principles of effective communication, we've spoken about this, right? Mm-hmm. I thought I pretty much, I reckon I'm pretty good on these five yeah, principles of it, effective it communication. Wear your heart on your sleeve. Focus on your needs. Be specific. Don't blame. Be assertive and be non, well, be assertive and non-apologetic is the last one. Yes. I was like, I've got that. <laughs> I wear my heart on my sleeve. I focus on me only and no one else. Couldn't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm specific. That's no. when you're communicating. Yeah. As opposed to the entire time focusing on your needs. <laughs> <laughs> because because the, main, like, the main significant part of the book is saying like, the reason why you're in a couple is because you're meant to be better together. Like you're meant to elevate each other, as we've said. Um, and Bring the you're meant best to find your favourite friend. Meant to find your favourite friend. I shouldn't have reminded you of that. <laughs> Never going to hear the end of it. Um, oh, sorry, carry on. Um, yeah, and the whole, point, the whole point—the whole point—is you're, you're kind of meant to somehow be better together. And um, I've forgotten the point. Yeah, so you're focusing still on your knees, but you know there is always support there with you as well. And the anxious person who does get a lot of help in this book yes all you anxious people out there because Um, it it, the focusing on your needs part basically it was justifying that by saying if you focus on your needs the person that you're in a relationship with might not know that that's what you're looking for so if you focus on your needs and tell them that highlights it and they will then realize oh okay i can help that or i can't and if they can help it it makes the relationship better the example Mm. that they gave was there was a girl sitting on the sofa with a boy 
And she was like, he's not kissed me yet. What's wrong with me? Whereas he was just too scared to kiss her. So they made the point that by her focusing on her needs and saying, can I have a kiss? He was like, oh, so she does want to kiss me. And they both got the, what, the result that they wanted through mm. effective communication. That's the point that he was making. Yeah, because he, because they, and in that example, I think he had an anxious uh, type. So he wasn't, he, he was He wasn't confident everything. enough to do it. Yeah, but, and she was taking that as, oh, he doesn't fancy me. Yeah. But effective communication saved the day because she said, give me a kiss. Um, yeah, in my in my experience, that doesn't work well for me usually. Um, but, well, there's yeah, a difference between um, can I have a kiss and all right, love, give us a kiss. I don't know why you, I don't know what this was. Why did I turn into a knockoff Cockney gangster? Uh, nah, I was thinking more Mary Poppins, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's his name? Um, Dick Van Dyke. The stepping time, the stepping time, the stepping time. Never need a reason. Never need. A reason. You've, you've, um, you've sung that to me before. So. To be fair, people have always said like when we um, when we used to work in when I used to work with my old the old comp the comp right, start again the company that I used to work for in Australia. Mm-hmm. They used to do this thing of being like, if you were in a past life, like what what era would it have been? what decade, like what generation, de- whatever decade, what time period, and like what would you have been? And it was a universal agreement that I would have been a, a chimney sweep in the Victorian times. They were <laughs> hands down. He used to be a chimney sweep in the Victorian times. I was like, yeah, I can, I can see that. Little yeah. fella walking around the streets of London, like I'll sweep your chimney, love. Don't mind if I do. That's Excuse me, governor. you got a chimney that you need sweeping. <laughs> I'll sweep it real good. For a tuppence. Um, so to quickly draw uh, a line in the sand on this yeah. attachment style thing, would you recommend people read this book or not? Well, yeah, I'd recommend it engaged me. It wasn't a struggle mm-hmm. to read and it was very, very interesting. It was quite enlightening in some ways. Again, we're not sure about the science. I, I went, looked through all of their references at the end and kind of went, yeah. but the thing is with, okay. you know, scientific, scientific studies, you can, I don't know, you could do a scientific study of how many Malteses you can stick up your nose, but doesn't mean that it's information worth knowing. But Three. That's, okay, that's, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd, I'd be interesting, because you asked me at the beginning, have I already like mm. implemented anything that we've, uh, uh, for this challenge we got from Abby, what, what do you think you will, you've taken away from this that you didn't, no, before because you've already said that you had the communication pretty good pretty down have you taken anything away that you might consider when we're doing this challenge or just in the future uh, not massively i uh, well i i i've learned i've learned where i sit in the world of relationships and that people need to avoid me because i'm not a good person to be in a relationship with but apart from that like that's that's all i've got you know do you know what it is though right i the problem for me is i'm not in the right place in my life i'm not in the right headspace and it's just all going to fall apart from there technically like i'm going to have a go and you never know what might happen but like yeah i i i don't know how i change because there 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 are times when I've been in relationships where you get to a point and it's like, I really feel like I need to get away from this person. 
And I don't know how you change that. If that's inside of me and I'm like, ah, I just can't do it anymore. Like I need to, do you know, like there was obviously have we spoken when I left the ex-girlfriend in Thailand, there was so much of it. I need to get away from her that I completely disregarded her feelings to the extent when I was like, I just need to get on a plane and I need to leave. Mm. And how, how, how do you change that? Maybe one day I meet somebody and I'll go, wow, like that's it. Like that, that's well, what, that's what they said do. in the book is not what happened. Yeah, it's I know. It doesn't happen. Like don't that. leave. Like, don't you leave. Always think you know, that it's it, going to be chance or something. It, it says, "Be your true, authentic self." Playing games will only distance you from your ultimate goal of finding happiness. Be it with your current partner or somebody else. If I'm my true, authentic self, I'm just going to keep fucking pushing people away. Well, like I said, you haven't done this with your friends, so you just got to find your favorite friend. <laughs> <laughs> So I I would recommend the book. I would recommend the book to, uh, for people to check out. Um, I don't, I think I feel like it's the kind of book that would be like mind blowing for a small handful of people who would be like, Oh my God, this book saved my life. And for most other people, it'd be like, huh? Yeah. I I think unless you're interested, don't bother. And I know that sounds stupid, but like if you're interested in finding out what attachment style you are and how you can potentially like if you're somebody that tends to be anxious in relationships and you want some advice on how to potentially improve in that, Mm -hmm. in that area, then this book could be good for you. But like, you know how sometimes you go to somebody read the subtle art, not giving a fuck because that is a good book to read. Like, and people read it. They don't even know they need to read it and they read it and they go, Oh, okay. I see. That's good. This isn't like that for me. Mm. This is like, I wouldn't just randomly say to somebody, Oh, you need to find out about your attachment style and read this. (laughs) I think, Does that make I think, sense? yeah, but I think there are people that wouldn't ever pick up this book that could do with picking up this book in the sense that, you know, Travis is talking about his ex-girlfriends here. <laughs> yeah. If they had read this, we'd still be together now. <laughs> We've already got the communication style down. It's fine. You know, um, oh dear. no, but I do, I do believe that, you know, obviously a relationship is two different types of people. So if you're, if you're going to read this and put some improvements into your, into your relationship that you're already in then um yeah i I, you know it'd be good if the other person kind of knew what was going on and stuff like that and i know people aren't always when when people have problems they kind of deny that there are any problems and try to say everything's fine and you know that Mm -hmm. person might benefit from something like that (laughs) (laughs) basically i recommend this book to you (laughs) to you so this week we have flip-flopped i like the album you didn't. You like the book. I didn't. But because we're in a secure relationship, it's okay. It doesn't matter. I forgive you. <laughs> Fuck it's you, fine. pick him. <laughs> <laughs> um, do okay. we want to set any homework? I know that I know that that's kind of challenge. basically hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me start again. Let me start again. Do we want to do the book spinner? Are we going to read something on the holidays? Do we want to start? I think we focus on the challenge, give it us all, give it our all, and start when we come back. Oh, look at him. He's fucking giving me no excuse not to do the Tinder thing now. Because <laughs> I just, I, I know that if we read a book, you'd fuck one of them up. And, uh, oh. and I think better content if you fuck up the Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. I'll fuck the Tinder. See you in a bit, pal. Um, you thank week. you for this week. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for your support, as always. <laughs> in our secure relationship. Love you too. <laughs> Love you, mate. Bye. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Thanks for listening. 
because you've made it until the end, I'd like to think that you've enjoyed yourself. If you did, or even if you didn't, then uh, just leave us a review and follow us on Instagram at Mentoring a Moron Podcast, where you can get in touch, send us recommendations, and see how we're getting on with our challenges. See you next week.